I'm in Chinatown in Liverpool. It's, it's not somewhere I've ever eaten or really spent much time for me. It's now it's opened up more, it's like a bridge between where I live up past the cathedral area to the new Baltic place. So I walk through it sometimes now. I think the that's the what I want to touch on just now is the idea of a bridge. Um, I'm not sure how the remnants of the British Empire are largely viewed within China, whether there's uh, any considerable uh, British enclave, a, a British town as it were. I think the word Chinatown itself is a bit of a misnomer because let's face it, it's not a town, it's, it's basically a couple of streets and when you compare that to the size of the, even a town in China, massively, massively dwarf anything like this. Um, yeah, so that, it's just, it's just past um, Chinese New Year, so there's still some of these red paper lanterns hanging around. I've visited the Chinese New Year celebrations a couple of times. Most recently, I'd say a decade ago. But I have spent a lot of time living and working in Asia number of Asian countries. I've also obviously been on holiday in different Asian countries so it's a though it's a vast area I do have good knowledge of the so the so-called the, the goings-on the cultures and that's what I got this bridge okay so the Empire the Chinese Empire massive thing and it's bridged right across Asia. To this day, you still see remnants of the Chinese culture being used within a large number of uh, other Asian countries. And primarily, this this is in the um, the sort of bureaucracy division of life. I mean, I think you've got to have excellent bureaucracy to hold on to an empire. The British must have had. Uh, to hold on to anything that they had, like even in India, there must have been just huge bureaucracy, and so the Chinese, and a lot of it, like whereas it, sort of it, so French language is still prevalent throughout Europe, and particularly in Britain, and the use of the English language, because of the words, the, a lot of words connected to bureaucracy, what they might call high-level situations, uh, business, pol pol politics, all these things are most frequently have their their roots in the French language. So here we go. They, they, so the the bureaucracy that exists in a lot of Asian countries has its roots in Chinese culture as well. Particularly, I mean, the, the visual marker for it is like they use these chops or like stamps okay with chinese characters on and these are always used in offices like when you go for a visa or, or any kind of immigration sort of you know the these are used widely and these come from chinese culture there's also you know the food is loved chinese food is massive whether it be like noodles or, or things like that it, it, all, it all comes from china um even people in countries not so fond of China these days, for example Taiwan, they're fully aware of 
linguistic, cultural, culinary, all of these aspects of their own, of the Chinese influence within their own culture. And it's interesting that, that although a lot of them dislike, you know, the Chinese government and so on, and, and Chinese new imperialism, that these people in other countries still embrace the cultures that positive aspects of the cultures that China has to has had to offer over the years so that's it under a at 9 a.m under a blue February sky which means it just got colder that's it I'm just ad living and trying to think about how empires leave their marks in other places not always thought of as as bad and it's perhaps the things that propped the empire up in the first place that people who liberate themselves from that empire are the last is the last things for those newly liberated people to let go particularly with administration of bureaucracy <laughs>